Hello friends, and welcome to the Healing Ground Movement. Now for more content and bonus features, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, all of our content is delivered freely. So please consider supporting the show by donating via the link on our website at healinggroundmovement.com or liking and reviewing the podcast on your favorite platform. Enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, it's Dr. Carly. I want to thank you for listening to the Healing Ground Movement podcast for the last two years. And if you'd like, now you can say thank you too and buy me a copy. Whatever you'd like to donate towards the podcast will go towards bringing you continued amazing content and incredible interviews. You can go to healinggroundmovement.com and donate directly on the website, or you can visit us on Instagram and find our link tree there. Our handle is healinggroundmovement and click the link to buy me a coffee. Donate whatever you feel fit. Every little bit counts. And thank you so much for your appreciation and support. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Healing Ground Movement podcast. I'm Dr. Carly Hudson, and with us today, we have Hope Zara. Uh, I am so excited for this conversation with the CEO of Mother Trucker Yoga and all kinds of fun background pieces here. So we're going to have, we're going to have a fun conversation today. Um, but let's, let's get to know Hope. She is a movement and lifestyle expert, speaker, and the CEO of that Mother Trucker Yoga that we're excited to hear about, as well as the creative of Stiff Mother Trucker Pain Relief Cream. Hope has been featured in Forbes, Yahoo News, Overdrive Magazine, Sirius XM Radio, Trucker News, and dozens of radio and podcast shows. From yoga teacher to trucker fitness expert, she has helped change thousands of lives over the last 20 years using her simple step-by-step strategies and what she calls her toolbox, and has been showing drivers how they can go from unhealthy and out of options to feeling good again with her unique, easy-to-follow approach to health, fitness, and life all while living on the road as a trucker. Hope, thank you for joining us and opening up the world of what health and wellness can look like to some categories of people where that's not usually promoted. So tell us a little bit about how you got started on that. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the show. And for the people listening, I'm really excited. This is going to be probably your favorite episode, let's say. Love it. (laughs) Well, I did not get my start in trucking, which is often the question people ask. I started out really finding yoga or rather yoga found me. Um, I was knee deep in an eating disorder and really struggling with depression and anxiety and feeling like it was a revolving door of trying to get healthy. A lot of when I wake up tomorrow, my life's going to be better. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm not going to make these bad choices And the next thing I knew, it was three, five, 10, 15 years later, and nothing had changed. I was still going down this path of what I felt like was no return. And then yoga kind of fell into my lap. Uh, At the time, I was a lifeguard. One of my part-time jobs, many jobs, was a lifeguard. And one of my associates and, and colleagues looked at me and was like, you look like someone that would practice yoga. And up to that point, I never once thought about yoga. It never crossed my mind, but something in me that day clicked and mm-hmm. I went home and I was like, Hey, and I told my mom, I was living at home at the time. I think I want to practice yoga. And we found a local yoga class and I was, uh, everyone was twice the age of me, but <laughs> I still showed up. And for someone with anxiety, when things are unknown or uncomfortable, that that's hard. Um, but leaving that first yoga class. I remember looking back into the room with my yoga mat rolled up under my arm and noticed something that I hadn't felt in years. That same anxiety that almost didn't let me unroll my mat was gone. And my mind was clear. And after that yoga class, I just kept coming back, kept coming back. And eventually I opened, or I went to a yoga teacher training And eventually I opened up my own yoga studio and then a state approved vocational school for yoga. And after about almost 15 years of living in the yoga world, I was looking for something more, a change. I kind of felt like that part of my journey, owning a yoga studio and doing all those things was kind of over. And I didn't know what. And at night at a local business mixer with my husband in our small hometown, I met a guy that I had never seen before and never met. I know a lot of people in my town and we started talking and I'm trying to pitch him corporate yoga because that's partly what I did. And he looked at me and said, do you have anything for truck drivers? 
like in the cab of your truck. And I think I'm funny once in a while and I throw <laughs> my hands and I'm like mother trucker yoga, just trying to get a rise out of this guy. He didn't flinch, sticks out his hand, looks at me and says, that's brilliant. Do you want to go into business? <laughs> I love those moments. I know. And so I looked at my husband and I joke that I'm the balloon in the relationship and he's the rock. I'm the, let's do it and, and figure it out later. He's the, let's say no and go home and think about it and still say no. And I looked at him and he didn't even flinch. And he said, you should totally do it. So the next morning he called me up and we started a business. And in four months, we built a business from scratch and shot videos and got up a website and launched at the largest truck show here in the US. And then a year later, I bought him out of the business. See, I believe that, everything happens for a reason and that each of our lives have significant value mm -hmm. and that no matter how hard life gets, you should never lose hope, never lose hope that you are moving in the right direction on the right path. It's just sometimes the obstacles are a little bit bigger, but if you just keep mm -hmm. moving, you're going to see the beauty at the end. And that's really, you know, my journey, my personal and professional journey has been keeping true to the path and trusting that things will always work out in the end. And, and that's, you know, kind of where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, then as we're talking about all of these different aspects within Mother Trucker Yoga, I mean, this is a really unique place where we can take a look at staying on that path and staying on that aspect of health and wellness um, and why it's important to take that gift that you had coming off the mat and not having anxiety for the first time and doing something that you thought didn't maybe apply that you were different from all the others in the room and did it really apply to you and blow the roof right off of that and say like let's make this successful let's give this gift to as many people as we can so what does that start to look like in the world of mother trucker yoga because i think we do have a very narrow idea of where yoga works Absolutely. Well, for me, it's, you know, even when I was in the yoga world, let's call it, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in the way I looked at movement, the way I looked at the poses, the body. Um, I recognized through my own practice that I was taught poses, not people. And so uh, for me, it was really a matter of recognizing about a year, two years into teaching. I thought, I remember leaving a class thinking, oh my God, I, I can't believe I haven't like hurt somebody or at least not to my knowledge. And I started thinking about all the people that teach fitness classes, how they're taught exercises, they're taught poses, they're not taught people. And so that like sent me on a, a trajectory and a journey to learn about like how the human body moves and, and what, what it is that we are capable of and, and understanding more about the core and our feet and fascia and, and all of this stuff that I was never taught in school, but also I was never taught in my yoga training. Mm -hmm. When I opened a yoga school, it was really because I was one looking for teachers that thought the same way I did in my, for my studio, but it was because I saw such a problem in the yoga community that we're not helping people. We're just mm -hmm. shoving people into poses. And when they don't fit, we shove harder. And, and the goals were kind of wrong. As a recovering addict, mindset is such a huge thing. And we have to be kind to our bodies and show our bodies respect and, and get back to the foundational principles about like what is important in life and in movement and, mm -hmm. and in health. And so it was kind of like all of those things together in my yoga practice, in my yoga teaching. And then when I stepped into mother trucker yoga, it was like, well, why would I change? And so I'm about the small, simple changes, the mm -hmm. tiny little things that, that really lead to the big results. And so mother trucker yoga was like this opportunity for me to bring everything together. So when we work with drivers or when I work with drivers, really I'm looking at this idea of if exercise was going to solve the obesity epidemic, not just in trucking, but in America, it would have already mm -hmm. because there is plenty of exercise available everywhere from apps to Google, to YouTube, to Facebook, you name it. There is enough people doing exercise stuff that, that you would literally die before you watched all the videos and read all the tutorials, yep. but that's not the solution because most people can't start there. And most people don't stick with that stuff. Mm -hmm. We have to go way back even farther. And for me, it's looking at, okay, in the course of my day, where can I add more movement in? 
because exercise is a tiny little dot in the great big circle of movement. And we get so hyper-focused on exercise as the fix-all, mm -hmm. no different than we get so hyper-focused on a specific diet, like oh, keto is the only thing that's going to work, or it's Mediterranean, or it's this. And it's like, no, it's about healthy food. There's yes. a difference. And so that's really the premise mm -hmm. of Mother Trucker Yoga. It's going back to the basics, adding those basics into your everyday life where it's not a, an extra thought is needed. Like, okay, I'm in the driver's seat and I'm driving along. What can I do in the driver's seat? I can roll my shoulders. I can reach my arm up overhead. I can do pelvic tilts. When I'm filling up with fuel, I can do calf raises. I can squat down 10 times and pretend I'm looking under my truck. No one's going to know. When I'm in the bathroom stall, I can twist five times in both directions so that my back doesn't feel so stiff. It's about these things because I'm no scientist and, and I, I'm a college dropout. Okay. Like, but here's what I know about people in the human body. If it's complicated, we're probably not going to do it. I've done hallelujah dances all over the place over here. You and I we're on this. I, so, and this does get all summed up into the people, not poses aspect of it. Cause if you think about any of these highfalutin goals, which are admirable, yes, we do want to move away from the obesity ep epidemic. Yes. We do want better cardiovascular fitness. Yes, 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 yes. And we can't start there. We can't start at the perfect posture. We can't start at the perfect exercise routine if we don't even know the value and the small pieces of what it takes to get there. Absolutely. So people I am are selling boxes. That's that's what this is like. You're going to get me going. People are selling boxes and we're falling. Uh, victim is not the right word, but we're mm -hmm. falling like we're falling for them. Like buy this box and you will be fit. Buy mm -hmm. this box and you can eat all the junk food you want and you'll still lose weight. Buy this box and you'll never have foot pain again. Like the, the box does not solve the problem. And we really need to look at whole health as cliche as that sounds, but we have to start super small where for me with my drivers, if, if you think, wow, I could totally do that. Like that could really help. And you do that every single day for a year that's a habit you've been consistent with. Within my mind is way more effective than going all at it where for exercising for 30 minutes a day for three weeks and then never doing it again for the next three years. Mm -hmm. I would rather take the one move you do in your driver's seat or you do on your bed and you do it every day for your hips or your back or whatever, your core, and you do it all the time. That is gonna add up to something way more beneficial to you physically, mentally, emotionally, then that all in mentality. And, and it's backwards, really. It, it's backwards thinking to what we typically do and what we're typically sold. It's so true. And I see it every day in my office here with my patients and the, and it's the way that they talk about it too. That is so fascinating that my patients who have dove dived dove into the full-on box of, I'm going to hit that hard workout. There is a success. There is a pride. There is a super person mentality happening there. And yet they're done after about a month and I am treating their back pain for the rest of the because year. Because one tiny little thing happens. Exactly. One, one tiny, my mother-in-law came into town or it's my favorite is it's the holidays. What makes you think mm -hmm. that come January 1st, life will magically be easier. And, and, and I say this jokingly because this is actually my experience firsthand with addiction and recovery. I kept telling myself all of these lies. I kept telling myself, if I just read this book, if mm -hmm. I just learn from this person, if I just have this, then I'm gonna be healthy. And what I recognized through yoga is, honey, ain't no one gonna help you unless you first start helping yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was yoga that broke down this idea of you gotta take it slow and you have to show up even when you don't want to. And it's the consistency that wins the race. Mm -hmm. It's the person who shows up once a week 
for the rest of their life that wins, which was really for me as a teacher then, because then I became a teacher, it was like people would come into my into my studio and go, okay, I'm a new, I'm a new student. I'm super excited. And, and I just got a referral from the physical massage therapist or the PT across the street to come here. Super excited. How many days a week should I come? And I tell them one day. Mm-hmm. And the look on their face is usually shocking. And they think one day you're like downselling me. And I said, no, I want you to consistently come. So which day of the week can -hmm. you commit to for hella high water? And guess what? I had the highest retention rate of any fitness studio or yoga studio in, I don't even know how many miles because my students understood that this is a lifestyle approach, that Mm -hmm. this is something that they need to repeatedly do over and over again. So slide over to mother trucker yoga. I would much rather have none of my drivers ever step on a yoga mat a day in their life, never do an actual exercise routine a day in their life, but get up out of the driver's seat and get active. Because if you don't move in your everyday life, the likelihood of you actually adding exercise to your life is incredibly small. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's that little sustainable piece too. And so to the other half of the kind of patients that I have in my office, it's also this idea of when there is someone who's like, all I'm doing is, and it's that one functional movement and it doesn't come with that super person, you know, I did it kind of thing, but you know, through your own experience of recovery and what you've brought to your uh, mother trucker and yogas, I know this from my clinic and my own personal recovery, that that is the superhuman strength, that, that consistency and dedication, like you said, come hell or high water is exactly what it is. And the simpler it is, the more likely it is that you can sustain it, even if it's not just your in-laws coming into town and the holidays coming and then your kid gets sick and your dog has to go to the vet and, 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 and you can still do calf raises every time you put gas in your car. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and it really is, you know, our motto with mother trucker yoga is small, simple changes that lead to the big results. Mm -hmm. I, I joke, like if you don't want cavities going to the dentist once or twice a year, although is super important, It's brushing every day that actually will keep that from happening. (laughs) Taking good care of your oral hygiene Mm -hmm. the other 363 days out of the year. That really is what makes that happen or makes that magic happen. And so where can I add that into my day, into my everyday life? And you know what I find really interesting though, Carly, and, and you probably see this a lot too, is when because I have a business, I'm running a business, I'm, I'm selling programs, I have an online membership. When I quote unquote sell people or tell them what I'm doing or how I work with people and in, 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 in the movements, they look at me like, what's the catch? Like they're, they're expecting this like super difficult thing. And it makes me wonder like how much we're conditioned to mm-hmm. think health should be difficult how much we're being conditioned to think being healthy and happy and active and fit is complicated. And it saddens me because we were all that young kid, because I have my youngest is six, where you just are moving constantly. He's on, he's on the couch and he's upside down. Then he's laying on the floor. Then he's doing planks between the ottoman and and the the chair. Then he's running around outside around the house because he feels like it. Like we were all that young kid. And so we just need to relearn these movements. You didn't, you weren't born with tight calves. You weren't born with collapsed arches. You weren't born with a neck problem. Like these are all learned behaviors based on how you move. I always giggle to myself when people would come in and they'd be like, all I did was got out of my car. I don't know what I did. I just tweaked my back. And then I'm like, no, it's everything you did up to that point that led to that. And that, that getting out of your car was like the last straw, your body Mm -hmm. just couldn't hide it anymore. And now, now you have to do something about it. And it's such a backwards mindset to what we're conditioned to think. Absolutely. You, you are the voice that is in my head all day. Um, because it's true. And the, the conversation, and I, and I love where we're going on this is that it's not the exercise, the movement isn't hard. The food choices aren't hard. In fact, they are so simple that it should be kind of a a crime for the way these boxes are being sold. The hard part is 
the mindset. Yes. The hard part is to swim upstream against this idea that it needs to be a big box, that it needs to be an extravagant change. It needs to be a full overhaul of my diet into keto with glass containers that are perfectly proportioned meal, but then and only eat that or you're bad. If or you you're bad. If your food it, doesn't fit in there, it's bad. Like and the shame that comes with it. The hard part is to ignore all that. Mm-hmm. And know that the little thing that you're doing is good enough and is a stepping stone to the next little thing. So simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think three things on this because mindset is essential to make any change in life. And mindset is not a quick fix, which I think why people don't like it. Um, it's like meditation. I would say, okay, now we're going to do breath work or meditation when I was teaching yoga classes regularly and people would literally roll their eyes in class because it's not fun. It's not, it's not instant results. It means you have to like self-reflect. And we live in a society that we crave distraction. We Mm -hmm. crave instant gratification. And that idea of self-reflection is not fun and fancy. And so for me, it's about delivering that to people in what I call the backdoor method. And so giving people a little bit of what they want and then packaged in the middle, like a cannoli, is giving them what they what they really need. And so, I mean, this is really where I, I got really good at doing that, teaching on the yoga mat and, and guiding people through poses and then inserting life skills, inserting, you know, mindset stuff, inserting self-reflection in, in an environment that they can't like get on their phone and go, oh, um, did anyone, oh, three likes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm awesome today. Like there is none of that. Or people would be picking their toenails and I'd be like, and if you're picking your toenails right now, I want you to bring yourself back to the mat. And so we have all these means that for me, I don't want to get into the whole society thing, but there's some reality to this society rewards people for being distracted and being, you know, kind of ADD in a sense, instead of saying, no, I have to do the uncomfortable things. I have to, you know, do what's right. Because I think at the end of the day, everybody knows what they have to do. Mm -hmm. And we're all searching for the solutions that tell us we don't have to do that. Yes. And we just keep looking and looking and looking, and then we engage in things. And then when it doesn't work, it's them, not me, them, not me. How do I know this? Why do I get to say this? Cause this was me. I was the queen of it. Everyone else's fault. Why my life was a mess. Why I was an addict, why I couldn't get better. And it wasn't my fault. <laughs> my life was not my fault. And then yoga came and yoga became this mirror for me to have to face this crap and face my life. If I want what I said I wanted, Mm -hmm. and it was a rude awakening, but in that rude awakening was this amazing contentment and this amazing feeling of ease and this amazing feeling of freedom that I had never felt before. It's the gift of growth. And when you when you stop looking externally, for the the shoes that are going to make running easier, for the mat that's going to be less sticky, for just that next thing that you need, the Tupperware, whatever, then you are no longer a victim to your life because it's now within you. And all of the voices are within you and the mindset is within you and you are keenly aware of the choice. And the choice- is not always one that, you know, we are, we are human. We have our failings and we won't always make the best of the choices, but at least we know where we veered and that it is within ourselves. Absolutely. I, and I think that for, you know, when it comes to mindset, you know, don't be, don't be scared off by that. I, I think mm-hmm. the better terminology and what I like to call it is it's not a mindset because you're already set on something and it's <laughs> not working. It's about the mind shift. Yes. You need to shift your mind just over one category. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and to shift it over, like if you want to work on food, then work on food. If you want to work on drinking more water, then work on drinking more water and, and just be 1% better with that. Because if all you do is try to be 1% better at the end of the year, you're 365% better. Mm-hmm. That's a huge percentage increase that you can improve your health, your wellness, and, and your mentality. And it doesn't have to be everything. And so when I started working with truck drivers, you know, people are always like, oh, how'd you get into trucking? And well, my former business partner was in trucking Mm -hmm. and we just met by chance. 
And I think he was just that person to help me shift. You know, we always get what we need in life. And if we're willing to take the opportunity and I took the opportunity and I've been welcomed with open arms in the trucking industry, which I understand now is not the case for most people. Um, Truck drivers are a very close knit community and they don't let outsiders in very much. But one of the things that I love about truck drivers is like, man, they're my people. They say it like it is. They're super real, super honest, which sometimes people call me brassy because I don't like fakeness. I mean, you know, it's just kind of, you know, what, what you see is what you get. But I really understand them in the sense of I'm surrounded by, by truck drivers and my husband's a CDL driver for uh, CDL holder for heavy machinery. But my dad was a sewer pipe layer. He worked a job that nobody wanted to work. He was the guy, you know, 80 feet down in the hole, walking around in everyone else's waist, doing things that were incredibly dangerous, doing things that nobody would volunteer for. And he worked hard every single day. He come, he came home dirty, smelling like, and he, he just loved his family and just nearly broke himself to try to do that. So I watched my dad go from army running five miles every day, lifting weights, punching bag on Saturday mornings to at a point where he was belly crawling out to the front porch to smoke a cigarette because he couldn't even walk. He was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we have to get to that point. I don't think that we have to let our bodies be screaming so loudly in a way where man, how did you not hear the 900 other alarms that have been going off telling you something's not right. Like I watched my dad go through this. And I think a lot of truck drivers and a lot of people are going through this, be it a truck driver, a sewer pipe layer, or a school teacher, we're neglecting our bodies. Mm -hmm. Because somehow, some way we think that's cool. Like that's like a badge of honor that we get when it's like, you don't know how hard my life is. You don't know how hard I struggle. I have such a this and that. And it's like, I carry this pain around. You don't have to carry that pain around. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to do it. It's okay. Like it is okay to feel good in your body. It is okay to be seen stretching. It is okay to walk into the truck stop and buy the healthy food and bypass the junk. It is okay. Yes. And there, there is no award given at the end for who has suffered most, who has carried the largest cross and biggest burden at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it is simply the body in which you existed. And were you happy there? Were you comfortable there? And are you choosing not to be for a competition? No one's winning. Absolutely. Like, I, I mean, I, this is a great question for those of you listening, mm-hmm. like what's the next right decision you can make right now today? Like if you've made horrible decisions for your health and well-being up to this point, who cares? Because today's a new day. Mm-hmm. What's the next right decision you can make? So I have drivers that have, can't even remember the last time they drank a bottle of water. I have drivers that, you know, have never exercised a day in their life. I have drivers that are on the brink end of losing their CDL because of their blood pressure or their blood sugar levels or, you know, their, their, um, BMI, like they, they're lose, they're, they're at the verge of losing their ability to do their job. Like they don't even get the option to show up. Like that's where they're at. And the only way we can change that is to ask ourselves, what's the next right decision we can make right now? Mm-hmm. So I know you don't want to drink the water because it doesn't taste good because you're used to sugary drinks, but just drink the dang bottle of water and be done with it. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like salad because it doesn't taste good, but just eat the dang salad. I know you don't like how it feels to be out of breath when you walk and your knees hurt, but you have to walk or expect to end up in a wheelchair. Like I I say these things because that's really where we have to start. Not everything that's good for us in life is going to feel good, but guess what? We feel good after we do it. That's the beauty. That's, that's the endorphin release that Mm -hmm. we're looking for. So we can make the mindset shift. Otherwise we're stuck in that vicious loop. And I'm sure you see this uh, Dr. Carly all the time where it's like, I don't feel good. I feel crappy. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I, I feel uncomfortable in my skin. So I might as well eat. Well, now I ate that. Now I feel like crap. So now I'm going to sleep. 
Well, now I woke up and I just threw the day away. So now I might as well eat again. Okay. And my back hurts really bad. So I might as well just like not get up and move more because it hurts to move. Well, now I'm not moving and it hurts even more. So now I'm not going to move at all. And then I can't figure out why my life is the way that it is. Like we have to break that cycle and you are the only one that can do it. So what's the next right decision that you can make today to break that cycle, to disrupt it? Yep. Because right now you are still making choices, but you are making choices that perpetuate that cycle. And it is, we're on a path of when it's time to make that next right choice right now. And I love that question. And I really hope everybody is, is like reaching for that bottle of water or whatever is right there for the next right choice is, you know, we, we are choosing between what is familiar and doesn't work and what is unfamiliar, but shows growth. And when you talk about that water not tasting good or the salad being unappealing or being out of breath, it is all the more uncomfortable and undesirable because it is unfamiliar. And that is yet another thing that we have been taught to guard ourselves against is to stay away from the unfamiliar, stay away from what is uncomfortable and unknown. And there's a safety piece of that, you know, hunter-gatherly speaking, but we're talking about going for a walk here. So we have to turn towards that unfamiliar with such regularity. What are you going to show up and do consistently all year long such that it might one day be familiar? And maybe Mm. water still won't be your favorite beverage, but the longer you go without a soda, the less you're going to be craving it. Absolutely. And and the mm-hmm. more you get to reap the benefits of feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I always, I love it. I love the little wins when I get drivers that reach out to me in our Facebook group, or they reach out to me in a DM or, or in our, in our uh, program. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've been drinking water for seven days. And then they always have like a little, but it's not as much as I should be. And it's like, no, no, no <laughs> don't discount your win. But it's amazing how my legs stop cramping or I don't, my vision is better or I'm sleeping better. Funny how that works. Yeah. And, and it's like, they, they're recognizing these little wins because I was like, just go all in on drinking the water. We'll figure out the rest of the stuff later mm-hmm. and, or, or just go all in on the movement. And then we'll worry about the food later. Because a lot of times I notice when in my yoga studio and with truckers or drivers that I work with is they're always wondering, why aren't we doing more? Why don't you have us also working on our diet and working on these other things? And this goes back to foundational principles. We have to first make these things be automatic. We first have to improve these little things before fine tuning the other stuff is even worth it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is really where mother trucker yoga is a little bit different than some of the other solutions out there for truck drivers. And that I'm not bombarding my drivers with laundry lists of recipes to cook on the truck. I'm not bombarding my drivers with 30 minute workout programs that no one ever does. I'm not bombarding my drivers with the, I call exercise basics, jumping jacks, sit-ups, push-ups, you know, that kind of stuff, which most most truck drivers have bad knees, bad back and bad shoulders. So I don't know why those exercises are effective anyways, but I, I digress, I, which goes back to people are trained and uh, to learn exercises or learned mm-hmm. poses, not people. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. You know, my journey's just been different than everybody else's. And some of, some of those things work for some people, but I'm not interested in those people. I'm interested mm-hmm. in the people that are like me, the outsiders, the ones that get forgotten, the ones that, you know, they, they just, they feel like they're struggling and there's no hope for them. Like I am the biggest cheerleader for those people, because I have been that person most of my life. And I know what it feels like firsthand to be in that situation. I am not a truck driver, but I believe I don't have to be because I connect with these drivers on every other level, Mm -hmm. except for the fact that I don't drive a truck. That's the only thing I don't connect with these drivers. So for those of you listening, if you have a business and you're like, man, I don't quite fit my ideal client. I'm not exactly like them. Maybe step back a little bit further and ask yourself, how else do I connect with them and utilize those as a commonality and and build on that. And I have never once had a client that has become a client of mine say, oh, and she's not a truck driver. Usually that's what people say when they, before they work with me and it's like, you don't even know me, but that's okay. You're not my ideal client. But um, long story short is when you're where you're supposed to be in life, And doing what you're supposed to be doing, I used to filter myself for years because I didn't have confidence Mm -hmm. and and I didn't feel 
like my voice mattered because I didn't have a fancy degree. I was a college dropout and everyone else was like, I have a master's degree. I have this in exercise science, but I've studied with some of the best of the best in the world to understand the body. And no one can ever take that away from me. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you know, and when you have that kind of balance and, and that large reaching understanding of the body. So going back to what you were talking about at the beginning of our recording here, you know, you were trained for the poses, not people. And then you started looking at all of these other systems, which are so intricately and intimately connected to our health and wellness. It's, um, there's a principle of understanding that the most complicated problems often have the simplest solutions and our bodies are miraculous and beautiful and the most complicated problem you will ever come in contact with. And it's the simplest solutions. And so it is almost nonsensical if you are outside of that um, way of thinking to say, just drinking water is going to change my life. It has to be harder than that because this is a complicated problem. And I'm here to tell you, you're here to tell us, yes, yes, it can. Um, I'm thinking actually of a, a truck driver who was one of my favorite patients when I was um, back in Portland doing um, my internship. And he is just like you were mentioning, one of those guys that couldn't remember the last time he drank a cup of water, um, coffee all day, all night, coffee. And I worked with him for probably about six months. And the only thing I asked him to do was to drink water because trying to adjust him because his back was terrible. His neck, he couldn't move it. His knees were killing him. And I couldn't, his muscles were so tight and dried up. I couldn't even adjust him to bring him relief. And I just, every time he drove through Portland, have you been drinking water? Have you been drinking water? And it started with, he replaced one cup of coffee with a cup of water. By the end of that six months, he was down to one cup of coffee in the morning and his back adjusted like butter and it didn't hurt anymore. Not because I changed what I was doing. I was throwing the same adjustments at him. I always was. He did one thing sustainably for six months. He changed the 1%. Mm -hmm. He changed the 1%. And he still was eating what he was eating, which is fine. And I think that's where, you know, I just am so aware of this because I'm on the service end and not on the receiving end, but I see it and I've been on the receiving end where it's like, it really is this simple and it really is this small. And mm -hmm. people sometimes reject the simplest of answers because we've been taught that change is hard yep. and that things should be complicated. And the more complicated it is, you know, the better it is. And, and, I, and I believe that there's also a mindset shift internally that has to happen for the recipient because sometimes, I, I, I give this example a lot, um, there's a story of a gentleman that had a cat and the cat was meowing and the neighbor looked over the fence and said, hey, why is your cat meowing? And the owner says, well, he's laying on a nail. And the neighbor said, well, why doesn't he get off the nail? And the owner said, well, it doesn't hurt that much. And so sometimes our mentality, we actually like the uncomfortableness of what we're in because it's familiar. Mm -hmm. because it doesn't hurt that much. And that is more comfortable and reassuring than the unpredictable. This is where addicts never get into recovery because I was there. I get that where it's for me, I would much rather be in that uncomfortable loop of addiction because the thought of what my life would be like without that, the unknown of predicting how people would react to me at parties or what would I look like in the mirror was so unnerving and so uncomfortable. I would much rather be uncomfortable now with the predictability of that discomfort. Mm -hmm. I would rather be the cat on the nail meowing and going, it hurts, it hurts. Even though all I have to do is move an inch, but what would happen over there? then I wouldn't be feeling this anymore. And I have to feel different things, things I haven't felt before. That will be uncomfortable. And it is. And even when it's something, I, I have the, the same mirrored story there that mine comes from um, chronic, chronic dysfunction and disease. And I could heal it and I did heal it. And I'm having a relapse now, but that's not really the point. But healing it meant that I wouldn't have the same outs. I wouldn't have the same predictable level of fatigue. I wouldn't have the same predictable level of brain fog or hearing dysfunction where I knew how this party was going to go. I've never been to a party as a fully able-bodied human. That's terrifying. 
from the outside, the idea of, well, of course you'd want to show up to the party as an able-bodied human or as someone who is not struggling with addiction. But from someone where that is what is familiar, it is an unknown that requires baby steps. It becomes your identity. Mm -hmm. It absolutely becomes your identity. Like I loved being the addict that also no one totally knew I was an addict. Like Mm -hmm. it was familiar for me. Like sometimes we like that identity because that's familiar and that's what we know. We get attached to it. Mm -hmm. And and I see this a lot with people with diagnosed illnesses, Um, whether or not they're real or not is not the conversation, but it's like, let me introduce myself. I'm a diabetic. Oh no, I can't do that. Oh, I have chronic pain. Let me introduce, I'm fibromyalgia. And it's like, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. Your illness, disease, discomfort, pain is not who you are, but so many people are leading with that. It's no different than in the business world, people leading with their degrees. Mm-hmm. That's great, but it doesn't make you any better at what you do, whether you have that or not. Like, yeah. uh, who are you? Who are you without all that stuff? Who are you without the degrees, without the pain, without the prescriptions, without the labels? And and I just, I wonder that because I wondered that myself. Like I I was, I refused to give myself the label of addict because then that meant I was one. And so I came to terms with that, that, okay, this is what I am right now, but I don't have to be this forever. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, if I don't want to be this forever, I need to make a change today. And the wake up tomorrow and be healed wasn't working for me, sadly. And so I had to do the next best thing, which was ask myself, what do I need to do next? So I started reading books. I went to yoga. I was trying to practice self-care the best way I could, like in between all of my bouts of addiction, like I was trying to be healthy. Like I was trying, I was learning all I could. And I got to the point eventually where it was like, Hope, you can't do this alone anymore. And so I enrolled myself, which was the hardest thing I ever did in my life up to that point. I called up the Rogers Memorial Hospital and I had to say to the receptionist on the other line, I am calling about your inpatient program. I'm calling about your, your, your options. And I ended up doing their outpatient program um, just because they all, they thought it would be a better fit, but I had to come to terms with who I was and what I wanted and I needed help. So that's the other piece then. Wherever you are at in your health journey, truck driver, school teacher, plumber, I don't care what you are, like let other people help you, let them in. People like you, people that want the same thing as you do, because there's a lot of stuff out there that's going to distract us and keep us where we are, keep us sick, keep us with those identities, which is why I'm a big proponent of, you know, get off social media and just stick to the people that make you happy. Like delete people off those accounts. Nobody owes you and you don't own anybody anything like unfriend people in your real life if they're toxic for you your health and your life is a priority my friend and if people are sabotaging that or taking that away from you it's time to say goodbye Mm -hmm. and start saying hello because what you'll find is when you make those choices people just like that start popping up in your life yeah it's instant and it's like oh wow you like that too (gasps) oh oh my gosh, like, oh, hey, which I love that in our Facebook group with my drivers is it's like, I really try to focus a lot on like small, simple solutions and supporting each other. And it's interesting how these are the drivers that lift each other up. And the next thing I know, they're like, oh, I deleted myself out of this one. I don't do this anymore. I stay away from people like that because they realize that no one's going to do that for them. And their mental health really does supersede their physical health and their social health supersedes their mental health. Mm-hmm. And so everything that you're bringing out here, these very practical, small things that we can do in this moment that generally cost no money or are a substitution for money already being spent, say that bottle of water for that soda. All of these, I am sure all of our listeners have heard before. Mm -hmm. There is nothing new under the sun. We are not, Hope is not trying to package something big and fancy and only this one thing will do it. For (laughs) $9.97. Exactly. We have a a layaway plan if you need it. Yes, free free financing. (laughs) (laughs) The the fancy thing that that she's packaging here is you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be healed unless you do something practical today. 
Mm-hmm. And it's something you already know you should be doing. And I loved your point before about Googling a way out of it and finally saying, this is the thing I need to do. This is the uncomfortable, unfamiliar thing that has been bonking me in the nose for who knows how long at this point. And today I'm going to do it. And, just and tomorrow I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Just one thing, cut mm-hmm. yourself some slack and it's okay if you're still hitting up McDonald's but now you're drinking water and hitting up McDonald's. It's okay that you don't have an exercise program, but you're walking now. You're walking laps around your truck or you're walking to the mailbox or you're doing squats in the bathroom stall before you get out and wash your hands and and go do your business for the rest of the day. Like, but that 1% done consistently, you will find you're, you automatically know when the next right decision needs to happen. You'll kind of automatically feel like, oh, I, I, I think I want to start, you know, um, drinking kombucha or, you know, I'm going to, I'm bought the pack of carrots today, Hope, Wh- whatever it is. And I saw this in my yoga practice all the time is people would come up to me and go, you know, Hope, it feels kind of weird to like go out for drinks after yoga. Or I, I had, this is a true story. I taught a chair yoga class with, with ladies and, and, and older men. I would say there were 75 plus and I had a smoker. I don't remember her name, but I can picture her. And she had been smoking for 60 some years. She came up to me after a yoga class. And this is like chair yoga, you guys, 30 minutes of chair yoga. She came up to me after class and goes, you know, I was thinking hope. It doesn't really make sense to come to yoga and smoke cigarettes. So I decided to stop smoking. This is a woman in her seventies who has been smoking for 60 plus years. And now because she added one thing to her life, yoga, a once a week, 30 minute yoga class. And then eventually it was twice a week. She decided that it didn't make sense. She felt guilty about it. It felt awkward. She said it just didn't work together. And it was a natural progression for her after adding yoga to her life to stop smoking. And she had tried for years and just gave up. That's how the simple things can have an impact on your health. I didn't tell her to quit smoking. I never mentioned smoking once in the whole class, but your body, your mind, your life just naturally start moving in that direction. When you just add one thing and you're consistent with it, you just know. And Mm -hmm. I know for those of you listening, if you just ask yourself, what is one thing I can work on today? Don't guilt yourself about anything else. And it should be easy. You should be like, yeah, I could totally do that. Like that's how simple it should be you will automatically have that feeling when you're ready to add something more. Like your truck driver friend, how all of a sudden you started with one bottle of water. I'm sure you didn't coach him on that. Now on this day to January 28th, add two bottles. And then on February 26th, add three (laughs) bottles. Like, no, he just naturally progressed in that direction. And look what the result was. Mm -hmm. That's worth celebrating. Yep. Yep. All, all I did when he came in and he told me that he was replaced one coffee with one water and he did it pretty like, fine. I got tired of you telling me, um, which is good. You need good. good support. You need exactly. accountability. You need There's somebody. Yeah. You need that community. And you were a part of that. Exactly. So that's, all, you accountable. that's all it was. I got tired of you telling me. So I did it. And so all I said was good for you. How, how can I help you today? And then it was the next month I saw him I was like, so now I'm up to like three. Is that okay? Like, yeah, that's great. How can I help you today? And he just, he did it himself. You're right. I did not, I did not make him a plan. Intuitively, our bodies want to heal. Our body wants to do what is the next best thing, the next right thing. And we just have to give it the opportunity to start moving in that direction, as opposed to the shame cycle that we so often get caught up in. Absolutely. And, and, and know that you're worth it. Mm. Know that you deserve to feel good. And if anywhere along the way, you somehow interpreted life or someone said something to you that you don't think you deserve that. I mentioned my dad and the belly crawling on the floor. My husband and I, we've been together 20 years now. And I said to him at one point, I don't think, I think my dad is a lost cause. I, you know, mentally he is a train wreck and physically he's, you know, abused his body. He's difficult to be around. Well, a year ago, some circumstances changed in my dad's life that kind of forced him to make some changes in, and in his, my parents got divorced and separated and all that jazz. And my dad is a completely different person now. 
He not only is out walking five miles a day in our backyard, and he is drinking water and taking vitamins. And the most, the most impressive thing is he and I now have a relationship. He and I didn't have one for more than 50 years or for 15 years because he was difficult to be around. He was a toxic person in my life. And now we have conversations and I give him advice and, and he comes back and goes, you know, Hope, that's, I could totally do that. Or you're right. And, and my point is, is if he can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. My dad at 65 years old had to retire early because his he literally broke his back. He's full hundred percent disabled because he just wrecked his body down in the hole for all those years. If he can come out of it now, he's, his hands are numb, his feet are numb. You know, he can't stand for a super long time. Like there's some, some issues and there's always room for improvement, all of us, but if he can do it, my God, anybody can do it. And so please, if you're listening and you still think my life is so special, I joke that if you still think you're a special unicorn, I want to let you know that there is no special unicorn on this planet that is too special to make one small change today. I love it. Hope, where can people get more of you and more of your small changes and bite-sized wisdoms? Oh, thank you so much. Um, absolutely. So you can find me. I hang out a lot on Facebook um, with my drivers and I have lots of other people that follow me as well. Uh, Mother Trucker Yoga. And so you can also find me over on Instagram, uh, either Hope Zavara or Mother Trucker Yoga as well. But you can check us out on our website too, mothertruckeryoga.com. We have all sorts of fun stuff and uh, you can get on the bandwagon and start to see that you can feel good again with small, simple changes. So if you're sick of all the big, huge packages and and looking for the quick fixes and you're ready to make a change for the long haul, you're ready to see how those small, simple changes can work for you. I want to invite you to come and and check us out and see what we're all about. uh, Because I believe that we can all be healthy. I believe that we all deserve to have a happy, thriving body. I believe that it's the small, simple changes that lead to the big results. Oh, and I am with there with you. And I hope all of our listeners have taken so much away from this conversation to boil it all down to the so little and how powerful and how practical. Um, share with us, let us know that one thing that you decided you could do differently today and the permission you gave yourself for it to be that ridiculously simple because that's all it takes. Hope, thank you for joining us. Thank you for all of your expertise and stories and wisdom. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you have a very practical week ahead and we will see you next Monday for another episode of the Healing Ground Movement Podcast. Be well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard and got a little something out of it. Now remember, the information expressed in these interviews is for informational and not diagnostic or treatment purposes. However, I hope you find that having the right information and resources can go a long way to helping you on your healthcare journey. Ask the right questions and seek out professional help.